This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All righty, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. This is a Twilight version of it. Is that the right word? Uh, yeah, it's about Twilight at night. It's about five of uh, six minutes to seven p.m. If you're listening to this live. That's funny podcast joke to make. <laughs> you think anyone's ever made that joke? Uh, maybe. That they're listening to it live. Um, I'm here with Mike Drucker. Hello. How's it going, everyone? Uh, he's pretty excited. I let him get him a glass of water out of my They Might Be Giants <laughs> mug. You know, he was pretty excited about that. It's one of my favorite bands. I, really? Yeah. I would figure that. <laughs> I like them very much myself. Um, I don't know. I don't remember buying that mug. Maybe they gave it to me. They gave it to you when you... They could have given that to me. I don't even remember. It's weird that I would have... I used to remember everything I ever thought and did, and now I forget everything. It's a nice mug. I'm not going to give it to you. I'll take it. No, I'm not giving it to you. If there's like a garage sale. No, you can buy one, though. Probably. Because you, Mike (laughs) Trocker... Right. For Jimmy Fallon, right? That's right. Yeah. That's fucking... That's a lot of money, man. It's... I mean, it's all right. I'm not going to ask you how much, but... $200 million a year. Holy... Oh, wow. Yeah. After taxes, less. Do you really get $200 million? I'm st- But uh, <laughs> I know you do. How long have you been working there? Since January. Since January 2nd. Is this your first uh, writing job? It's my first staff job. I did a lot of award shows, stuff I've like... I've done the award shows. Yeah. Well, like... The VMAs and stuff? Uh, VMAs. I did the ESPY Awards twice, even though I don't know anything about sports. Uh, I've like freelanced for like video game awards stuff like that. Really? Yeah. And I freelanced for the Onion for a long time. Freelanced for Weekend Update for a long time. Really? Yeah. How'd you freelance Onion? That's a tough nut to crack, right? Yeah, I was just I did a stand-up show with a writer, and she liked me, and she asked me if I wanted to freelance, and I started doing it. Really? And that was like my first major credit. I feel like the Onion must get the most. Well, I guess they all do. The most amount of annoying unsolicited. Yeah. Writing samples. Well, I would get like Facebook friends from middle school who who I haven't talked to since middle school who'd be like, "How do you get in on the Onion?" I'm like, "I don't know you." I mean, are right. you? Did they do that thing where they're like, "Hey, man, I was just seeing what was going on with you. I was thinking about you, and how can you help me get a job?" Yep, yep. I've had people like that send me emails or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, you know, my my friend uh, wants to get in TV production. <laughs> he went to high school with you 19 years. I guess it wasn't 19 years ago. You know what I'm saying?" Yeah. Or just say, yeah, where it's like, I don't even remember you. And like, yeah, hey, well, let's meet up for a beer. Oh, yeah, let's let me make a beer appointment <laughs> with you. Because you know someone who went to high school with me. That was the one I'm thinking of. Some guy yeah. said he knew, he dropped a name of someone who was like, okay, I remember okay, that sure. kid. I don't keep in touch with him. I haven't talked to him in <laughs> 30 years. Uh, so I'm not going to meet you for beer. <laughs> He's probably listening right now. 
well, I'll get my dad who, like, my dad works with a lot of people. He, he works in the, he, like, helps finance cars. So he'll be like, yeah, my friend's daughter is in high school and she wants to get into TV. Could you talk to her? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. And I'll send her a Facebook message, never get a response, and realize that they probably hadn't told her that an adult man would be Facebooking her oh, about man. getting into That's the TV nice of you business. That you, uh... I feel bad when it's like a friend of my dad. Yeah, in if it's Florida. a friend of your dad, yeah. Yeah. It's like, ask me a couple questions, and then, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't, what am I supposed to just make a speech? And here's yeah. a. And it's always going to be something that they don't. It's going to be too general. It's going to be like, write a bunch of stuff. Oh, no, no. Is there a secret? No, just do comedy, be scared for a while, then get paid to be scared for a while. And that's it. When? How long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, I started in uh, 2005. Really? Yeah. That's like, that's three days ago. Three days ago. In I, comedy I, years, that's three days ago. You won't like hearing this. I listened oh, to your no. album on the way to my first open mic. Absolutely true. I won't like hearing about something, a story about something you liked hearing. <laughs> Get it? My first album, really? Yeah. On, on your what? what I think was, it might have been Media Manager. Yeah, that's my classic first album. Yeah. Where was your first open mic? New York Comedy Club in the small room they used to have. That's now literally a broom closet. The New York Comedy Club, the upstairs room? Um, no, they had they had. Uh, There's two, like six rooms in that complex. Um, no, the one on Twenty Third Street. All the. Oh, the New York comedy. I'm thinking of the Broadway comedy. <laughs> no, not Broadway. Oh, I know that little tiny. That used to, I used to bomb in that room all the time. I, bo- I bombed very hard. First time I saw that, there was this little narrow room in this kind of a bare bones comedy club, which I actually like the audiences there. I haven't been there much lately. They're okay. I mean, but uh, sometimes they're they're just they're just so not they're not comedy nerds. They're just like nice people who right. work all day and want to have a good time. Not like they're not like hipsters. Which is my general. Yeah. Sometimes, though, they're that comedy crowd that's like was tricked into going to a comedy show in Times Square. Yeah. Where they're sort of like, we didn't want to be here. We're in an area of New York that's not Yeah, the guy pretty. told us Chris Rock was going to be here. Right. It's Comedy Central taping. Then they go there and they're like... Yeah, I've seen that with the Comedy Central logo. Like, like I don't think they authorized they're not to use that logo. <laughs> but I remember that. was They had this little narrow room that was a closet. Mm-hmm. And then I think... They turned it into a room because why? Why wouldn't you? But I was like, I remember first time I was saying, "Oh, this is be my room." It yeah. was like a nice little intimate. Night after night, I would just like just bomb. I, I think I just burped there for a second. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a little soda pop, which I don't usually drink. I'll probably I should cut out the part where I even said the word burp. Out loud. <laughs> it's not something I, it's, that's below me. It's unbecoming of me. So do you do you write sketch or do you write? Monologue. Uh, at Fallon, I, I was hired to write monologue, but in the last few months it's become a little more blurred. Like most of our, we're expanding our monologue as we go into tonight's show. So sketch people are writing a lot more monologue stuff, and monologue people are writing like sketchy stuff in the monologue. So it's a, it's a, the line's a bit more blurred than it used to be. But I mainly focus on jokes. Wow. See, that's the job to have because then you get, you're like, you were done at 6.30, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to go to any pitch meetings at night unless oh. it's like a major, major pitch meeting. Those other guys work like another three hours or something? Yeah, but we get in like two hours before they do. So it's oh, almost like a different shift. Trade-off. It's like a comedy shift. Wow. So you guys don't, probably don't even talk to each other, eat lunch together. No, we stay at our desks when we eat lunch. We, like an intern, will we'll give them money to get our, us lunch, but we'll, you know, order something. They bring it to your desk and just keep oh, working. Oh, they pay for your lunch? No, I wish they did. Oh, you have the to intern, pay for your own. You have the intern walks around and gathers your lunch? Get, like, takes your credit card and they bring you back lunch. Takes your credit card? Yeah. I'm not handing my credit card to, in interest. <laughs> Here, take my credit card. Oops, you charged something a little more than I ordered. What do you? What did you order? What did you have for lunch today? I'm actually on a diet. I'm doing the juicing diet, so I just had a bottle of juice I brought from home. 
Really? Yeah, so I'm just You're like on making a juicing smoothie. diet? Yeah, make I two meals a day I have a smoothie. That's your whole That's my and then at night I have like chicken with broccoli, like something really light. Really? Yeah. Whose diet is this? Uh, I saw that some documentary on Netflix called like Fit, uh, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. I love that. Oh, I saw this documentary on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Was it one of their like top tiered or one of those one of those like wow I've never heard of this movie. It was well rated. It, it had recommended it to me a few times, so I watched it and uh, I tried it out and I've lost some weight with it. So yeah, well, not eating. Yeah, not eating loses weight. Eating those solid food is, it's. Uh, I would suspect that's a way to lose some weight. <laughs> Did you? So you have two glass like. To, you must I, be going crazy. Like, no solid food until... Until what? dinner. And when are you going to eat dinner? When I get home. So yeah, I, like would, I would have not done my podcast. <laughs> if I were you, I'd have been like, yeah, I, uh, I had two beet juices today, so I'm going to be choosing eating over a podcast. It's hard. That's not... How long are you supposed to do that for? Uh, until you're happy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, well, you're laughing, though. There you go. I think yeah. you could... Uh, I mean, I've lost, like, six pounds on it so far. I've been doing it about a week, so... Is it healthy? Um, well, I mean, it's all, like, vegetable juice and stuff, so it's not as bad as, like, the Hollywood diet where it's just sugar water. Um, oh. oh, that, uh, there's that weird fast that I remember, like, five years ago, everyone started talking about the, what was it, the Master Cleanse? Yeah, it's not like that. It's not like, like cayenne, cayenne and, and stuff. No. Lemon juice, which does sound delicious. Um, why, uh, you don't need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. How much, how much do you want to lose? I would like to, right now I'm at, I was at 217, I'm at 209 now. Uh, so more than six pounds. Uh, and I'd like to get down to, like, 190, 180. And you're going to just do, keep doing this until... I mean, I'll, like, probably Thanksgiving. I'll eat... You know, like, Thanksgiving will be a normal day. And it'll be a cheat day. It'll be a cheat day. When I go home for Christmas, I'll just try to be careful with my family. So when... What are you going to make for dinner tonight? Uh, it can't be chicken and broccoli every night, is it? it a lot of nights it is. It might be just chicken and, uh, like, uh, a spaghetti squash. <laughs> You don't even have a good side side order with no. that. No. So do you cook this yourself? Uh, or with my girlfriend. She's also doing it. She's trying to lose weight, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I won't ask how much she weighs. But <laughs> if I were if I were a shock jago, how much does she how weigh? How much she weigh? Um, so you guys are... Well, that's good to do it with someone else. Yeah. Although it's better to do it with someone who would talk you out of doing it to begin with. <laughs> she and talked it, me into it. Oh, really? Yeah, we watched the documentary. She watched the documentary, and she forced me to watch it. Then we're like, all right. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Wow. Yeah. What does she do? Am I allowed to ask her? She's looking her? for work. Really? So she does. Right now, she, right now, she's just a student, but she's looking for work. Okay. Let's get her a job. I would, anyone on this podcast who has a job. What kind of job does she want? Uh, she was trained, trained to be a surgical technician. Oh, I'll, I'll hook her up. Yeah. So any big uh, hospitals. I wish I would have known that. I have a lot of power <laughs> with a lot of the human resources at most of the major hospitals. Major hospitals in New York. Where where are you going to have Thanksgiving? Uh, well, we shoot a show on Thanksgiving, so I have to be at work until 2. We shoot it early, which is nice. And then I'm going to probably hang out with a couple other writers. I guess that would be a day where it's like the perfect day to yeah. have a new show. Yeah. Because everyone's just sitting around bored Staying off their home, ass. football's over, and people like keep the TV on. So is he taking everyone with him to... Uh... We hope so. Uh, we don't... I mean, nothing's been promised yet. Uh, I mean, our head writer just got his deal... Like two or three weeks ago, so we're still waiting on our deals, but all signs are pretty good. Eighty miles, eighty miles. Who's amazing? I just saw a documentary last night where they—I think I'm—I think I'm right about this. Where they showed it was about the shooting gallery, which was this movie production company oh, okay. that sort of was big and then uh, went out of business. 
And they showed how they started uh, doing clips from like America's Most Wanted, right? And they showed one with with your head writer, A.D. Miles. Oh, really? Yeah. Unless I'm wrong. No, it's possible. Let's just say I'm right about it. He's I mean, done a lot. And if I am wrong, I mean, what's the worst that he's that he was in an American Most Wanted <laughs> video that he wasn't in? Do you? So where where are you going again? I missed that. Oh, so I'm going to go to work, and then I'm going to probably hang out with a couple writers afterwards, and you know, drink, drink, uh-huh. just drink, just drink, play board games. Real night of adults. You're not going to. Your, your face just changed from smile to frown at board games. No, 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 no. I can play words with friends. <laughs> That's on the smartphone, though. Why? Um, you're not going to go eat anywhere. No, we'll like have food and stuff, but I mean, I think it'll instead of being you know, a huge Thanksgiving dinner, right? It'll be more like oh, it's more food made by a couple friends and drinking. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Why? Um, so you're allowed to drink on this time? Or uh, is that because it's your cheat? It's day? my cheat day. You're not supposed to drink, and I, I actually I've been pretty good about it. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I've been pretty good. That means you've not been perfect. But I have not been perfect. What did you, you slip up? What's what's your drink? Uh, my drink is usually like whiskey, but I've had red wine, which feels more. That's sort of healthy, right? Right, sort of healthy. They say it's healthy, right? It's supposed to be healthy. I hope so, because I drink two bottles a day. (laughs) That's healthy, right? Just in a flask. What, um... So you started 2005. Where was the first place you went on stage? Near a comedy club. Oh, that's right. You told me that. The Little Room, and you bombed. You bombed. And then what was your, like, reaction? Like, I'm going to do that again? Uh, I think it was just such like a, a jolt of energy that I decided to keep doing it. Even the little room was a jolt of energy. Even the little room was a jolt of energy. And uh, I don't know. It was like one of the first things where cause I, was in, I went to NYU and I uh, had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I, I was an English major. Me too. Oh, see? And I even stayed to get my grad degree in English because NYU had a program that let you stay an extra year. <laughs> yeah, grad school. <laughs> that, I, don't, I think other schools have that. <laughs> Yeah, you can stick around like this. My doctor, he didn't just get a bachelor's degree. Um, so I, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and then I did stand up, and it like it felt really good, so I kept doing it. So did you get your master's? I did. Wow, you have a master's. degree. Master's in English. Damn, not a lot of comedians with master's degrees. No, I'm trying to think of one other. I can think of a few that have PhDs. Seriously, uh, Jono Zale is a really funny comic who has a PhD in neuroscience. Who is that? Jono Zale. He's really really funny. So. Now I, want to, now I want to interview that guy. Yeah, he's really good. He's worth Where's interviewing. Where does he live? Uh, he lives in New York. He's here. So what, did you have a specialty in English? Um, I wrote my thesis on comedy in Victorian England, or parody culture more specifically. Oh, I think we talked about this in, in, in Bumbershoot. Uh, yeah. Right? We, yeah. Um, and so you, you, write like a, you just write a paper, and then you go meet with the guy. And, and then you talk it out. I didn't have to do like a defense or anything. No? No. What's there to defend? <laughs> Right about comedy in, in Victoria, parody in Victorian England. England. They just pushed you, it right. You gonna yell at me about this or something? They took my money. They were good to go. So you had no. You were gonna be. A, were you gonna be a, an author? I, you know what? I thought I was gonna be a book editor, and I interned with a book agent, and it was just a miserable industry. Like I'd love to write a book in the future, but working behind the scenes on it felt, felt so rough. That seems like one of those like jobs that a lot of people in New York get, and it, it pays like. Nothing. You can have seven roommates yeah. and work all day. Why um, have you written a book? No, I'd like to someday. I haven't had the chance to. I think with those, been busy. The, that resume. Yeah, build it up. That resume. How many? So how many? Don't you have to write a, a shitload of jokes for Fallon? I um, heard that he likes a lot of jokes. I probably write on an average day hundred or hundred fifty jokes. Seriously? Yeah. 
150 topicals? I mean, but the thing is, like, you're taking one topic and maybe writing, like, four jokes on a topic. So sometimes you'll get, like, that Rob Ford guy who smoked crack in Toronto. That's really easy to write about. It's harder when it's things like, you know, immigration law. Yeah, but I I think the Rob Ford one would be like, God, this, this must be hit at every angle already. Like... It is, but he keeps doing crazier things. That's true. Like tonight, he tackled a woman. Yeah, was that like was that like him being? I saw that in the corner of my eye on the news on my flat screen. <laughs> on your eighty-inch flat screen, it's about nine hundred. It's ninety-five inches. No, it's not that big. But was he was he gregariously doing it, or was he like I'm going to try to hurt you? I think he was. Uh, the conclusion we came to is that he was trying to make a point to her, yeah. but he his momentum when running, he was trying to run up to her and yell at her. But he's so fat that his momentum couldn't stop. And Always he, like, physical momentum. And, yeah, and he, like, hit her, and she felt... So it wasn't like he tackled her. It was almost like a cartoonish couldn't-stop bounce. Right. So he was going to yell at her. Right. He was just going to yell at her like like a lunatic. Bounce. Right. <laughs> I wonder if that would have looked even worse. I guess plowing someone over looks... Looks pretty bad. So you didn't... So did you think of becoming a professor? I, I thought about it for a while. My cousin's a, a math professor. And, you know, I'd always looked up to him. He was really funny, too. And I was always like, oh, I'll be like a funny professor. I'll be like the popular professor. But, you know, I just, ironically enough, I got nervous during presentations and never thought I could do it. Really? Yeah. Should have done them at the New York Comedy Club. <laughs> Power In the points. little room. So after you did the, how did you get on stage to begin with? Like Just open mics. Uh, did, so do they have just like a pure open mic where anyone can sign up? Well, $3. At the time, $3. I didn't know so you that. You pay $3 to get on? Pay $3 to get on them. They trick you into doing bringer shows. Which I did for about like a year because I didn't know. Then I barked for a while uh, for Broadway Comedy Club in Times Square. So I was one of those assholes. Oh, really? We were talking about who Let's was like your pitch. Yeah, uh, my pitch was like uh, comedy half off tonight featuring Dino Badala. Uh, and it would be like local comics. We were like good comics, but it wasn't as sleazy as the people who are like, uh, you know, Comedy Central specials. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I feel like when the comics do it, it's a little probably less sleazy. Than, because you feel bad. Right. Than someone who's just like, I'm, I'm going to get you audience members. Right. I'm going to get $15 for every 10 people. Or Now, I was just going to ask you about something based on something you just said. The open mic, the bringer show. So you paid $3. $3. Yeah. That's such a weird, a weird amount to charge someone. Yeah, it was. So it was like a pay-to-play thing. Yeah, and at the time, like I didn't know how comedy works. Like I, I started like my glam rock band in L.A. used to get on <laughs> three dollars. But when I started, it was like I think when I started was maybe right at the cusp of the new comedy boom. So there wasn't like a ton of forums about it. There weren't like you know a thousand tumblers with like. You how think there was guys. another comedy boom? I think so. I think oh, like around well, the past, get into like it. I might have caused it. <laughs> You're afraid, that's, that wasn't that good. Um, but, you know, it was right before there was a ton of forums and sites like Splitsider, so I just went in like being like, well, this is how comedy works. You do an open mic, someone sees you, and then you get on TV in six months. Right. Not knowing. Oh, really? That's, in my head, that's what it was. I mean, six months? Six months. I had big plans. Big there's, plans for the world. There's still a lot of, lot of guys out there like that. I was God, I wish I could remember what I was going to ask you. It was about the bringer, the thing... What else? Barking. Barking, yeah. Barking. I've never done the barking. Oh, but the barking was at... Oh, that was the Times Square barking. That was Times Square barking. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I was going to ask you. <laughs> this is a disaster. This I'm whole, sorry. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not as good as Mike Kaplan. Whoa. <laughs> that means you either thought he did a good job on my podcast or you thought he did a terrible job. I think he did great. I love Mike. Mike's a good sport, so let's say he did a terrible job. So how many... Uh, did you when so you got off stage? Did you say I got to do that again? Yeah, well, I was like 
because I had been pumping myself up to do it for months, uh, like literally pacing in my dorm room, like recording myself on like a That's little... That's good, like, though. You're prepared. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't just like go up being like, uh, with, with, hey. Like notes or whatever. Um, and I was just so psyched that I was able to do it because I was so scared of doing it that I just had to do it again and I did it and I was terrified each time. And I kept doing it and eventually I was able to sort of like get a little bit better and get a little bit better until this. Until sitting across from me in my kitchen, right. in my penthouse apartment. Do you, um, do you, have you toured at all? Yeah, I mean, I've... Here's some tour stories. Uh, I've done a lot of Comic-Cons. Really? Yeah. I've uh, never been invited to a Comic-Con, but I guess it makes sense because I've never read a comic book. <laughs> and will never. No, I, I've never read one, I don't think. But... I feel like my fan base, there's probably... A lot of overlap. A little overlap. There's a ton of overlap. So, uh, so you did, there were shows, what, like San Diego Comic Con? San Diego, New York, uh, Chicago. <laughs> were you on a show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brian Passain does a, a series of shows called Comedy Mutant. No, I mean, were you on like a like a, a TV show that... Like a panel that they were doing there? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, just like straight up stand-up. So Brian Posehn does the show there. What now? It's called Comedy Mutant. So it's it's me, Mike Kaplan too. So me, Mike Kaplan, and Brian have like toured doing these comedy shows at Comic Cons. The crowd's great. They're amazing. They would be amazing, right? And it pays really well. The only weird thing is they're um, they're unbelievably good crowds, but they'll send you these tweets afterwards that are like they liked you, but they will give you criticism. Oh, um, which is a very comic book nerdy thing yeah, to do. Where they're like they're like I really like this joke. However, this joke felt too long, and you're like. Okay, but like they like like the people who follow and you they on don't Twitter. even know that that's weird and weird right. and wrong to do that. Yeah, uh, you're juggling a, a little long. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, can you help me shorten it up, <laughs> or is that all you got? Or like uh, you were my third favorite person on the show. <laughs> you're like, yeah. don't tell backhanded, me that. Backhanded compliments are are kind of joyous and maddening at the same time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do they give you a hotel room? Yeah, they give you a hotel. Uh, I feel like that should be a shared hotel room gig. It should Comic-Con, be. Comic-Con, it should be like eight of us in a hotel room. I would never do it, shared hotel, but it seems like... <laughs> it was great. No, they did it. They paid. They pay well, and they give you the hotel room, and like they give you a pass, and you get to go on the floor, and people are nice to you on the floor after they see you. Where, um... You didn't have to wear a mask like Brian Cranston did when he walked around Comic Con. No, no, I'm, I'm just that cusp of we've seen you before, so we like you, but you're not famous enough to like annoy. Have you done Fallon as a comic? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> they've sort of uh, preparing for the transition. They sort of like backed off of doing stand up for a bit. I think they're going to make more of a push with Tonight Show. Oh, they just want to showcase it on Tonight Show. Yeah, not they weren't saying it's labor intensive to book a stand up. I don't think so. I mean, they haven't they haven't they haven't had a booker for a while. We've had people like Nate Bargatzian who are like close friends with Jimmy. I think they're just more waiting for the Tonight Show. Since not that stand up's like a low priority for them, it's just they've got a lot of other things to worry about. You know, they're going to have that little like, oh, we need to fill five minutes. We need to fill five minutes, and that's where I come in. That's where you come in. Yeah. Save the day. That's how I got on Conan for the first time in '94. Is that true? Either '93 or '94. I think it was '94. Yeah. Were you writing there? Or maybe it was 93. No, I was. I was. Louie was writing there. And they needed someone. They just called me and the next day. And then it all took, it all, you know, it all happened. And here I am 20 right. years later with a podcast. <laughs> God. Can so, happen. So what other Comic-Cons did you do? 
Um, uh, let's see, Chicago, Chicago, New York, San Diego. There's another one that I'm forgetting. Um, oh, Emerald City in Seattle. Rio. Was there Rio? Rio, Rio de Janeiro, <laughs> Paris. What uh, was the last one you said? I I was uh, Emerald agree. City, which is Seattle's. Really? Yeah. Seattle's a good city. Seattle's a great city. I lived there for two years. You did? Yeah. When? Uh, from 2010 to 2012, I was a video game writer. Oh, yeah, man, you, you, you don't do anything that isn't nerdy. <laughs> I've lived, I've, I've just crossed out everything that I wanted to do. I can now die. What is a, what is video game writer? I saw that movie indie game. Does it have anything to do with that? Um, well, I worked for a Japanese company, so my job would be to rewrite scripts. So I would get a script and direct it from translated from Japanese into English and I would have to punch it up. So I'd have to like fix jokes that didn't make sense to Americans, uh, replace things that we found offensive, stuff like that. So they make a joke about, hey, you know that sushi bar on the corner of... Yeah, and I'd change it to a burger joint. And they'd be like, here's, <laughs> here's $20,000. Seriously? Um, well, it'd be things like they'd make... You know, they think like girls in panties are funny where we kind of find it creepy. So, you know, like, there'd be like shots of like a girl in panties and everyone would laugh. And I'd be like, can we change this joke? And they'd be like, all right, weirdo. And I'd switch it up. But how do you change a visual joke? Well, with uh, since in video games, everything's sort of rendered in real time. It's a lot easier for them to like change the camera angle and like change lip flaps. So they're talking differently, stuff like that. Oh, was video. OK. Did you see uh, indie game? Yeah. That was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy world. Like those guys, like, those guys oh, are yeah. like. When's your game coming up? They're very... I mean, that's the other... Like, dealing... When I'd write on a game and I'd read shit people would say about it, it's insane. Like, people get... Are invested in... Like, invested in what you do. I mean, I know it's a vocal minority, and everyone knows not to read comments, but man, some of those those guys... Like, see, the guy's working 19 hours a day yeah. trying to finish this thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's it's gonna. Maybe you're gonna have to wait. It's well. It's the same thing that you get with like YouTube comments, where it's like people are like, ah, you know, like you'll see someone like amazing, like Kumail on Conan, and the comments will be like, he's gonna be good in ten years, and you're like, have you? You don't know how much work went into this comic, right. into this set. But that comment is actually accurate. <laughs> Kumail, if you're listening, I meant that. No, I did. Um. So you've done TV, though. Didn't you do... What did you do? I have not done stand-up on TV. I've appeared I in sketches have. on film, and I haven't. No. I read your Wikipedia. I thought I read... No. No. Unless... unless no, if this is... Oh, this is an embarrassment. No, not an yet. Embarrassing. What do you... Uh, what do you want, you want to do with that, right? Yeah, I, I actually... You good. You got, you got jokes. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a yes uh, from a couple places, but when I got the Fallon job, I sort of... My manager and I agreed that it was kind of in poor taste to pursue other shows like we'd rather I'd rather do it on Fallon where I work than sort of like I don't know do it on a competitor show which sounds weird but I don't man I don't know if, do I know your manager uh, the legendary Dave Rath oh I well Rath I don't agree with you Rath on that one am I selling him out no I love no, Dave no, Rath Dave Rath's the best yeah he's the funniest Dave he's, Rath is the best. super funny I love Dave Rath but I think I can't imagine that they were gonna it's not like you're like I'm going to do a set so good on that other show that no one's going to watch the show I work for. Anymore. True. I think, but like when I, like when I got the job, I wanted to prove that I was good and like loyal and hardworking because, yeah. you know, that I had to move out there. I didn't, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be asking for like 30 days off, but. Right. Like I didn't want to be like, Hey guys, I'm going to be gone for two days to but do. But you could ask for the two hours off that you would need to do a. Yeah. But the problem is they're all in LA and we shoot in New York. So. What about Letterman, baby? Uh, I'm not fancy enough for Letterman. That's true. I don't have the suit. You can get a suit, or you can do what I did and 
wear a suit that doesn't fit. Did they just give you a suit? No, 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 no. I, first few times, well, I, I've worn jackets and I've worn a suit, ill-fitting suit a couple of times. Then I got a suit that fits, okay. I think. And that one just took me to the next level. I was so fancy. <laughs> but you don't have to pay a lot for a suit. Yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I love true. that it becomes about the suit. Like you're... Letterman's just like, you know, if you buy this suit, you're on. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do it. If you, you bought me the suit, I'd do it. So he's going to go up against Letterman. Yeah. That's that's nuts, right? Yeah, but we're so different. No, I, I don't mean in like any sort of bad way, but just like it's just a lot of people at the same time yeah. doing Kimmel somewhat awesome similar thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it'll be interesting. We're all interested to see how it goes. I mean, he's so, Jimmy is so popular with like kids and not, you know, and I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but like the way that people my age, the way, people your age, uh, but the way Conan was popular with kids 15 years ago, Jimmy's even more popular with kids now. Like high school kids love him. Really? Yeah. College kids love him. I mean, like it's, I didn't even understand it until I saw it in action. You know, just he—he he looks young. He's—he's he's cute and he's funny and he's nice and he does like, you know, cute stuff with. He's a nice guy. Yeah, super nice. He's always been really nice. Um, hmm. Yeah, I just wonder, like, like what's going to be with like guests? I know everyone asks that question, but like, yeah, that I that I. If George Clooney's in town, what's he going to do? Like, maybe both. I don't know. But he, really, they're going to have him on on Letterman maybe on Tuesday, one day and then Wednesday. I know you're not allowed to comment. On yeah. This. You're not allowed to comment. No. When is that switch? I don't even know anything about the guest booking process. When uh, February 17th, right after the Winter Olympics. So we get that huge Winter Olympics lead-in, hopefully. February 7th. 17th. 17th. Do you, um, do you ever pitch things to like celebs on the show for like uh, sketches or whatever? Sure. Like, well, uh, it's, it's not like in the room. It's not like SNL where they're sitting there with you yeah. when you pitch it. It's more like they're like, hey... Uh, you know, Bette Midler's coming in. Do you have anything for her? And then you'll write a couple ideas and we'll go with it. Now, will you go talk to Bette and talk to her about it? If I had something that needed, like, uh, a sketch with a lot of beats. Like, I wrote a joke <coughs> that Michelle Obama... Like, Michelle Obama's like, oh, I wanted to, I want to exit on a joke. And so, you know, we pitched jokes for her to sort of end the interview on. Wow. And mine got picked. But that I didn't need to talk to her because it was just like, God. So you it. got to hear the first lady... Say something I wrote. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's really cool. How'd she deliver it? I bet she delivered it. She delivered it well. She's really good. He's pretty good with the joke. Yeah. Meaning the president of the United States. (laughs) He, you know who I'm talking about? The president. Yeah, the guy, her husband. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you you remember the joke or is that... Um, that It was was way back when the rumors were circling that Jimmy was going to get to the Tonight Show before it was official. And it was something like, uh, do you have... Jimmy was like, do you have any plans on what you're going to do after you're done in office? And she's like, I'm thinking of getting a talk show, which is a cute joke. And it was right when the rumors were sort of at peak. So, in the context, it was really funny. <laughs> so, what you're saying is I shouldn't have asked you to tell me the joke. No, that it's is not I, funny I anymore. See, no, I, that is funny in the context yeah. of an interview and the question. And it's the, the first time. lady. The cops are coming because... Comedy cops. They didn't like the way I just talked to you right there. So, you didn't get to talk to her. I guess, what was this? What was it like? Uh, was there Secret Service in there? Yeah, we had to have a big meeting that was like where you could walk, where you couldn't walk. There were huge dudes at like Did they get door. your social security number and all that stuff? I think they already had it. Um, but they were like, you have to have your badge out you will be checked. And like, there wasn't uh, metal detectors or anything, but there were dudes who, who eyed you and you had to like show your past to before they'd let you walk down the hallway. And they were her dudes. They were her dudes. Secret service. Yeah. Did you, um, so there was, you didn't even get us a, a glimpse of her. I mean, I saw her, uh, 
Like, I saw her in the hallway, but I didn't get to say hello. Remember when they took that picture of her where she supposedly went to Target by herself? No, I don't remember This was from, like, a year ago. They just had a picture, and it's was like, come on. No, there's no way. You didn't, like, get in the Toyota Corolla no. and zip over to Target by yourself. No, there's so many guards. I'm sure they just had a ton of planes clothes people just all over the place. Yeah, I think it might have been, what do they call that? No, no, what kind of shot is that? Uh, when you're doing something, uh, picture moment. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Man, uh, there is the phrase that I'm looking for. Oh, I should hide these checks that I have out. These $2 million checks... Dang You've already anything. signed them, though. You've already used your cell phone to take them, deposit them. Do you love the uh, ATMs where you can just deposit the check? I right? love that. That's my. Th- I love. Do you ever use the phone app? I do, but I don't trust it. Really? Like I'll do it when I have no other option. The weird thing about the phone it. app is like you're kind of like, well, I still have the check in my hand, but yeah. it's deposited, and then you got to wait for that email to send us accepted. You're like, yeah. am I going to shred this thing now? What you do? I de- I used it to deposit cash today. The, the the phone? The ATM. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I took yeah, that. That'd be the ultimate scam. Let's take a picture of a quarter over and over again. So, the Comic-Cons, any other road gigs? Like, middling for anyone? Yeah. Opening for anyone? I've opened for uh, Pat Patton Oswalt's last two specials. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Where were those? Uh, one, one was at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh... Uh, it wasn't like an official part of it, but it was during, uh-huh. right outside of it at a theater. And another one was in Seattle. <laughs> and I opened for Posehn's last a TV special. So you've done some big crowds. Yeah. Yeah, you like that? I, I, I do like big crowds a lot. They're scary, a lot though, right? Um, I mean, no, it's not scary. You know what? I don't think it is scary. I, I sort of like the anonymity of a large crowd. Really? Because I feel like if someone's shouting something, it's a little easier to address it than if there's 10 people and there's someone shouting something. It is, because it's also, they're much more in the minority. Right. Like, you're kind of like, there's 3,000 people going, away. why'd you do that? Right. There's not like one-fifth of a date night. Yeah. You know? Which, where was it in Seattle? Is it at the, uh, the Moor? The Moor. That's a nice place. So nice. That's a nice place. Yeah. I've done countless shows there. Maybe three. <laughs> Maybe three. What other plans you got? So you, so you, you pretty much have no. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing. I mean, you know. I'm, I mean, there's. I mean, I mean, you're so busy. I don't yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah. I don't mean you don't have any talent. Um, I'm hoping to get get on the road a bit more. I think after I get renewed the next time for the show, get on the road a bit more and try to do some more road work. You must have a, like you have a good Twitter following. Yeah, I noticed you faved one of my tweets right before you came over. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's greasing the wheels. I yeah, got to butter it up. This is not going to get softball questions from me. Mm-mm. He's going to get really hard-hitting Mm-mm. podcast questions. So, so your hours there, you, when do you get in? When do you have to get in? Uh, you don't... There's you have no, to beat like, the news, right? You have to... Sort of. I mean, there's like... Throughout the morning, we get sent more and more and more stuff. Uh, I usually get in around 7.30. Holy shit. I get in pretty early, though. I'm probably the you know first or second writer who gets in in the morning. Um... But I just like getting in early and having more time to write. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you hear that? People who are looking for writers? Yeah. Guy gets in earlier than he has to. People looking for writers. <laughs> Mike Drucker is your man. So do, you, so do you have you do some good tweets, right? I think so. I, think, I, I think so. <laughs> Thank what you. What do you have, like 50,000 followers? Uh, 52 and change. 52 and change. And I change. Like that. Change. That's, that's very respectable. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky. During the election, I did really well. And, you know, with people like, like yourself and Patton Oswalt, uh, it's been, you guys have helped me. I have? I think so. Did I ever retweet you or anything? Yeah, you maybe responded to something. Really? Maybe. <laughs> God. What was my... It left a mark. 
I feel terrible that I helped you. Mm-hmm. No, I'm helping you right now, man. Mm-hmm. This is the number one podcast in the country. Is that a fact? No, I think it's not. It's it's in the sometimes it goes in the top hundred comedy. I like <laughs> in the genre of comedy. Genre of, but even that, when you think about right, it, right? There's a lot. Yeah, it's not just yeah. Because I know why you laugh. Because part of me is like, wow, that's not that impressive. But then I'm thinking how easy it is to have a podcast. Yeah. That a hunt top hundred of the whole it's world. It's pretty good. It's pretty. It's If you're in top hundred of the world, all podcasts, that's pretty good. Oh, this might be comedy. <laughs> I don't know if it's comedy or, or all podcast. Now I got to think about that. It's still good. It's still good comedy. Nah. I mean, you know, we got like. Oh, man. WTF, Doug it's Loves like Movies. That's it. I know. That's all there is. Just the ones the AV Club reviews. <laughs> do you miss working at the Onion? I do. Um, it, it allowed us to be a little weird. It allowed me to be a little weirder. You know, with ideas are a little darker. You know, uh, late night's not really a dark show. Like we no. don't do a lot of like mean spirited stuff. And not that I'm a mean person, but mm. there's some dark, dark shit I like to do. <laughs> you got demons, don't you? I got deep demons. You got stuff. Uh... You got skeletons in your closet. It's that Florida background we share. Oh, that's right. That's right, Florida. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's what we, man. If I had, if you had left here without us talking about that, we both are from the same. Coral, or we both lived in the same Coral Springs, Florida. So you lived there. Yeah, I went to Coral Springs High School. I went to Dillard, the bad school. Where was Dillard? Dillard was in Fort Lauderdale. I was in the magnet program for technology. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, it means they bus uh, kids from like. Not that my parents were rich, but from a nicer neighborhood into uh, a bad school to sort of boost the averages. Oh, I'm totally, I like totally, that. totally serious. Yeah. Wow, yeah. You, you affected positive change. Yeah. Is that positive change? Making the school look better than it is. I think I did. How long did you have to be on the bus for? Forty-five minutes in the morning. Each way, huh? Each way. Um. So how long? When did you live down there? Uh, I was born down there in '84. You were born in Coral Springs. I was born in. Uh, Plantation. Oh my god! I used to work at the Broward Mall in Plantation. Oh, I love the Broward at a Mall. seafood restaurant. It's good. I love Broward Mall. Broward, uh, by the way, has a. It was in the news that it's got a high, one of the highest rates of STDs of any student population. See, <laughs> hey, I've been, I haven't been there in years. <laughs> I haven't been there in years, and uh, so you lived there till you, how old? Until I was eighteen. So I lived in uh, Tamarack until I was like six. Yeah. Oh my God! It's kind of weird. That's a it's a shitty town. <laughs> the whole yeah, whole area is kind of a it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. I hate yeah. to say it. It's my a parents still live there. I'm gonna Do go they? down there for Christmas. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So back yeah, to I Florida. Don't, why? Why they? I mean, when I moved to, when I lived in Coral Springs, there was literally, as far as I remember, one restaurant. Yeah. One, and one thing I remember at Coral Springs is they have those that signage law. Yeah, yeah, like, they do. Which was, I kind of like that. It's like everything had to be on. You couldn't have like a big McDonald's, McDonald's sign. So yeah. You had to have this understated McDonald's sign. Uh, they also banned uh, ice cream trucks for a while because the kid got killed by one. That's that's weird logic. <laughs> well, a kid ran in front of one, got hit by one, and they banned the, the trucks. So they, It's a they, good town. <laughs> it is good. That's just little. I mean, I don't. I guess I'd have to know the details, but it's not like. He didn't murder him, but... Now, can't that be like an accident? I mean, that's unfortunate. It was an accident. Terrible but, thing to happen, I mean, but... I don't know. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's more... Res- there's still nothing to do, but my parents like that. My parents are from Chicago, and I think they were sort of like, we're tired of big city living. We want to live somewhere. We're tired of Chicago. <laughs> we're tired of Chicago. With so all gonna... those things... Really? Yeah. Chicago's a good city. Yeah. So how did they end up in 
Coral Springs. Uh, they they got married, and then my dad, my my grandfather worked in the car business, and he like knew a new dealership in Florida that was hiring, and my dad applied, got the job, moved to Florida, and has worked in cars ever since. Wow. Yeah. So now he works for remember Ed Morris? Like Ed, yeah. yeah, that's who he works for now. Really? Yeah, he's their he's their head of finance, which is not as big a deal as it sounds. I remember this is a really specific story, but my dad was like talking to a salesman. Yeah, we were looking at a car, and he was I don't know. My dad was just trying to negotiate, and Ed Morse walked over himself and was like, "I'm Ed Morse." <laughs> I haven't thought about that story. Now I'm wondering. It's one of those stories where like. Did that even happen, or am I making that it up? It probably might have happened. But I guess it's not a great story if you're listening to this, because you're like, I don't know who you're talking about. You get a lot of Florida people. Yeah, that's true. Do you um, do you down there? Oh, you're going down there? You're going for- down there. Yeah, I go down there maybe once or twice a year. There's like a couple of hotels there now. Yeah, there's a couple There's a couple of mid-level hotels. There's actually a venue there. There's like a theater there. Yeah, there's a... Um, uh, and I heard it's good. I know people like John Hodgman, I think. I've never there performed there, but time. my parents have gone to comedy shows there, yeah. That's so weird. Like, it's... I don't... I couldn't do that. I think it's in Mullins Park. Is it? Yeah, I think that so. That would be a real dilemma if they offered me a... Go to Coral Springs? Just shit on Coral Springs? No, no, no. I wouldn't shit on Coral Springs. There's nice people there. And uh, I ate dinner there recently. Um, but just going back to where you went to school... To, it's... Yeah. To do comedy. My high school once invited me to do something similar to that. They were like, oh, you want to come down and do something? I was like, I don't really <laughs> want to at all. Because none of the students know who I am. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I understand, yeah, like the appeal why they ask you. But you're like, do you understand why I don't want to do that? Yeah. In it's fact, like, I, do you know any other schools where <laughs> I didn't go? Because I would do a show down there. I, I felt bad enough when I was supposed to be there and I was being judged, let alone coming in as like... A grown man being judged by high school students. Right. Were you living down there when Marilyn Manson was living down there? Maybe, probably, yeah. I think so. I actually asked him. I met him at a film festival in Toronto. Because I'd heard he was from Coral Springs, and I asked him, and he confirmed that he lived in Coral Springs. That's kind of insane. Yeah. It's the idea of him, like, I don't know, at Fuddruckers. Oh, yeah, that's not there anymore. No? What happened? That's gone. It's been, like, three or four restaurants. Is it the Bonefish Grill now? It might be Bonefish. It might be something like that. It's, it's yeah, it was, I think it was a Golden Corral. I worked at the movie theater there. I was a, I was an usher in the, in the theater there. And this is way back. I'm sure it's not like this anymore. You could smoke on like the right side of the theater. So <laughs> they divided up. There was a smoking section in the movie theater, and just which is like just insane that the idea that someone would be sm- yeah. Even back then, I remember people going, you can smoke in here? <laughs> Why you let... But I, then I worked as a projectionist mm-hmm. for the same money as ushering. So now they were... Much better. It's like, it was a better job, but it was also like, I don't think projectionists are supposed to get three ten an hour, are they? <laughs> but uh, what do you do when you're down there? Nothing. I mean, I just hang out with my folks. I, you know, did I, you go eat with them? Go eat with them. Visit my grandma in uh, Boynton Beach. Boynton, Boynton. That's I don't know if I've ever been to Boynton. It's near Boca. It's like Boca's new Boca. So what do you? Do? Okay, let me ask you this because this is always a dilemma for me. You're down there, and it's like your parents are asleep. Yeah. What do you do? Sometimes I hang out with friends from high school and go to a bar, but it's never fun. 
Yeah, because like you drive to a sports bar or something. Yeah, you go to a sports bar, you're not interested in the game, and you're catching up with your friends who aren't doing very well. Right, and then if you have too much to drink. Yeah, if you have too much to drink, then... If you have like 30 to 40, like I have. Do you, um... Yeah, I used to go on like late night drives and stuff. Yeah. I remember there was a bookstore open until 10, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go... Gonna go to that bookstore and just walk around and not buy anything or, or read anything. Did you um did you consider going to school in Florida? Um, I didn't really want to. I didn't get along with my family very well. So my sister and my brother both went to UM. The family you're going to visit, you didn't get along with? I didn't get along with. I get I get okay. along with them better now, but right. at the we time, don't have I didn't. to talk about that. Um, so I decided to, and I wanted to go to New York. I liked New York a lot, yeah. so I liked the idea of New York. So went to NYU. Trader to Florida, man. UF. I went to UF, baby. You're, you're a traitor, man. Mm. I'm really legitimately angry about this. Now. I, don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit where you went to school. NYU is pricey, though, right? Yeah, I still owe fifty-five thousand, sixty thousand. Do you really? I do. Because I went you, to grad school as well, so it all adds get up. One dollar from every Twitter follower you have. I could pay it off. That would that I would love to do that. That would be fun. Now, can you start a Kickstarter for? They have to approve it, right? No, you could do an Indiegogo. I think Indiegogo is a little more loose. It's like you can no do whatever the fuck asked. you want. Yeah, Kickstarter, you have to prove that you're creating something. That would be so wonderfully obnoxious. I wonder if anyone's done that. There has to be someone who's yeah. That, I mean, it's not that amazing an idea now that I think about it. I feel like that would turn people on me. Like not just turn people oh, of off, course but like would. infuriate people. But I mean, the cool thing though, if you got the money, yeah. Like you said, I just want a dollar from you. You know. A lot of people are going to give you nothing, but there's always it's going to be the guy who gives you a hundred bucks. Yeah. So he covers a hundred people. But can you imagine if you raised and just actually, like I said, I'm not giving this to charity. I'm paying off my student. I'm paying loan. off my student loans. And thanks, followers. Wow, <laughs> that seems like it might not be legal. Well, I'm sure it's legal. It's just you'd lose. So you'd lose everybody. Like I, I feel so? like, oh, I feel like you get like split cider articles about you and shit like that. <laughs> That's a second. You, <laughs> the power in your mind of split cider is pretty impressive. Like how many you mentioned split cider twice? I, I don't. I feel you like know? blogs have this weird because I feel like people don't read a lot of blogs. But if you get caught doing like one set where you have a breakdown about the wrong subject, a comedy blog will post about it, and then another blog will pick it up, and then it becomes a thing. So split cider. Yeah, I was going to say how many people. Uh, Read, I wonder, like, I, I'm so out of touch with like what it's like to be a comedy fan. Yeah. Without being in comedy, like, I don't know, like, is there people who like I go to Split Side every day? I go to Punchline Mag every day. I don't. I feel like it must be only people who do comedy. But I, I don't. Or maybe yeah. not. There's like I'm still surprised sometimes when people will be like, like I know people enjoy the comedy I do, but when people are like, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm like, why? I know. I, that's I always have to bite my tongue. Like sometimes I go, How do you know my stuff? <laughs> Like there's concerts. You should just be like, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's people like you that keep me in this business. And it's not that I'm mad at them, but I'm just sort of like, really? You got to go on tour, man. Yeah, I'd love to. You're a Twitter sensation. Twitter sensation. I wouldn't say sensation, but <laughs> lukewarm. Who's the most famous person to retweet you? Uh, I, you Judd Apatow's retweeted me. Yeah, I've got a few uh, from him. Uh, I would say, like Rob Delaney has, but I, I think he's like the most famous person on Twitter. Not necessarily. Has he actually like retweeted you, or has yeah. he faved you? He actually retweeted because he doesn't retweet a lot. I've gotten some faves from him. Maybe some retweets. I think when you get political, he will. Oh, really? Because he's got a, he's got a soft side for political stuff. I'm gonna start getting. Political. You gotta get political. I'm gonna get lefty political. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do. 
Have you blocked it? Do you block people? Do you get a lot of hate? I blocked uh, one guy. I blocked recently was a dude who. I don't think he was malicious, but it was a it was like a Twitter account that's like we rate your jokes, and I was looking at, and he like literally would follow someone and like retweet their joke, then give it like five out of ten or seven out of ten. And I was like, I'm I have no desire to deal with this at all. I think I've gotten that guy. Yeah, I think that I didn't block him, but well, because my jokes got a ten. No, I don't think my jokes. Got, <laughs> I don't know what they got, but for some reason it didn't seem mean when I saw. It. But I maybe it's mean. Maybe it was mean. It's not. I don't think it's mean. It's just more like I just don't need that. Like right. I don't. Like, yeah. Because I already get enough people that are like, fuck you, asshole. Really? You get yeah. that? Because I'll get people who follow me, because I see it work for Fallon, or I'll write something cute, and they'll follow me, and then I'll write something political, and then I'll be like, you fucking asshole, fuck you, you don't know anything. And I'm like, all right. You do political tweets? Yeah, especially during, like, elections and stuff. Joke tweets or, like, pre jo- Joke tweets. It, very rarely do I get real. I get more real about video games than I do about... Politics, like I'll be like, I love this game, so, like I love this indie game so much. Everyone should check it out, and then I'll really? lose three followers. Yeah, man, you should, you should sell those tweets. I would love to. I would love to, to the indie gamers. I like supporting. I like I know, supporting no, small. I, I, no, I didn't really. I wasn't serious, but that's. <laughs> I was just thinking that probably does help. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's sort of like uh, you know, like you support small music. I support small games. I don't. I wouldn't call the Rolling Stones small music. <laughs> But they have gained from your support. <laughs> They've sold 20,000 more The albums. joke of the podcast. It's my best line of the podcast. Did you... Um, do you see, are you a gamer? Oh, yeah. Huge, huge gamer. I don't even understand what... Is a gamer just as simple as I think it is? Or is, I feel like it's just this, it's not just someone playing Donkey Kong in 1980. I mean, it's, it's sort of... 71. I, I would consider anyone who plays games with any regularity a gamer. You know, like, if you are if you play Candy Crush on your phone, you're a gamer. It's like if you go to one film a year, you're still a film viewer. Oh, shit, I'm a gamer. See? I just, someone just explained Candy Crush to me. Do you like it? I do, but then I discovered this bowling app. Yeah. Which is, I still don't get because it's like, I feel like, I don't know, am I in this tournament or not? <laughs> is this guy I'm playing, is he a real person? That I don't know. But it's really, like, it's got a it's got a bowling ball, like when you get a split, like you can. It has these special balls, like one's a bomb, so you always get a strike because you're throwing a bomb. So you're that, into it. That so you're I into it, into, though, but, see? I but I don't feel like I'm a gamer because of that. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, you know, people are more intense than others. I mean, people will casually buy music from iTunes, and other people will like go to the record shop every day and try to find something they've never heard before. Right. Um, so yeah, there's different gradients of it. Uh, I might be more. Into it than other people, but I'm not. I'm not a dick about it, at least. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's nothing to be a dick about. There's nothing to be a dick. I'm about. a gamer. Are you not a gamer? Then you're a fucking asshole. There are people like that. There are people. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. There are people who, you know, will. Because I used to do a web show about video games. And people would be like, "You don't know shit about games," and they'd like point out a fact. Like I'd get the year of a game wrong in a reference. That that intense. That's crazy. It's a super, super dedicated community. So, uh, <laughs> that's often a, that's way a nice, too dedicated. That's a nice way of phrasing it. Yeah. You don't know shit about when so, that game came out. Uh, and you don't know shit about making your first friend. <laughs> that's okay. the comeback. We would do. Uh, we used to do a podcast that had a live audience, and a guy would come in an anime costume every week. Same guy would come in an anime costume every week. 
like that was just his thing. Was Were you ever a Rocky Rocky Horror person? No, 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 no. I was I was a bit gothy in high school, but I was never like I was like around the, oh, the fringes gothy. Really? Yeah, my parents would never buy me like dark clothes, so I couldn't do it. But I, I was, feel like, like South Florida is a perfect goth area. Oh, it's amazing for goth kids because it's perfect. I mean, like I can understand why you'd become a goth kid. Yeah. It's, what else are you going to be down there? There's there's nothing but malls, and all malls have clothes for goth kids and like little gothy books that you can buy. So, what were you listening to then? Bauhaus, Cure? Uh, actually, because I went to uh, the high school I went to, I listened to more rap. My high school had a heavy rap. Continuum. So you were a goth rapper? Yeah. Does that even exist, or did, or did I just invent something? I mean, there would be like oh, wait, you invented that. Uh, I mean, like you'd still listen to Marilyn Manson and stuff, but the main things you were getting from your school were like rap. So there was a lot of Marilyn Manson in there, like uh, Lords of Acid, stuff like that. But there was a lot of rap as well. I wonder if Marilyn Manson goes back to Coral Springs. Probably. Probably. Like, how does he... Uh, does he dress down? I don't know. I should ask him. You're friends with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very, very tight with Marilyn Manson. Send him a DM on friend. Twitter. Anything you want to plug before we go? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mike Drucker. At Mike Drucker. Verified account, huh? But no. No? No, I was, I, my manager had asked because I was selfish enough to want to know, and uh, they don't do TV writers. So you can be a BuzzFeed editor and get a, get a verified, but you can't be a TV writer. Why is Cause, that? Because they only count editors and producers. They don't count writers. That's, but the whole thing is about writing. Like, tweets are... That's, that's absolutely... I'm trying to think if there's any exceptions to that. Hmm. Who's a TV writer that we know? I like Alex Bays. Alex Bays has a great account. He's an SNL writer, not verified, but it, that, but it's his account, Bays Christ. That's just such a weird. That's almost. I almost don't even believe that. It's totally true. It's a very weird system. And like, I didn't want to push it because I'm not a. I didn't want to be a dick. Hey, but I want that. Sort of like I'm pretty mark. important. I want that blue check mark? I want it, but it's not going to happen. I used, least, to have a, I used to have an in over there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used to get people verified, but I'm not going to reveal who I've gotten verified. Sarah Silverman. No, no, she was all hooked up. This, no, this was someone who worked there. But, I mean, he would verify them if they were real. Like, right. I'd not just, like, can you verify my friend Pete? But sometimes you'll see someone who's verified and they have, like, like 300 followers. Like, man, right. a little jump the gun here, man. It's like Cart before the horse. some band and you're like, ah. I think that's one of those things where they, they just call up, hey, man, we'll verify all your artists. Yeah. Or it's like some management company that's like, we've got this band, verify them. And they're like, got it. So you called your manager to get verified? Called, I called Dave, old Dave Rath to do it. Or it might have been Kara Welker. I forget which one asked, but. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's the most selfish thing I've asked him. That's not, that's about your career. Yeah. But you still feel, it still feels it, vain. That verified thing, it sounds like a dumb thing to talk about, but my income jumped. 300% since I got verified. You now make $80 million a year. <laughs> I, I bank another 700 grand a year off the verified check. <laughs> at, Mike, at Mike Trucker. At Mike Trucker. Spelled exactly the way it sounds. Yep. Is there a website? Uh, not now. It's under construction. Actually, if you go to MikeDrucker.com, it jumps to my Twitter page. Ah, that's cheating. Yeah. Would you, you call up GoDaddy and say, hey, can I redirect this thing? Bluehost, who's hosted my website for, uh, for years. Uh, and watch Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Watch Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Anytime Michelle Obama tells a joke, it's written by Mike Drucker. Thanks, Mike. Alrighty. That was Mike Drucker, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I have some upcoming shows. I'll be at the Riot LA Festival, January 10th and 12th. I don't know what's going on the 11th. Someone booked me on the 11th. I'll do it. 
Then the 17th and 18th, I'll be in Sacramento. I haven't been there in a long time at the Comedy Spot, which I understand is a small little place. So get those tickets sooner than later. Then I'm doing Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, March 7th and 8th. Grand Rapids, Michigan, which you already knew. You knew where Grand Rapids was. Anyone who would go to the Grand Rapids show would know what I was talking about. So I apologize for wasting your time. Follow me on Twitter at Todd Barry. Follow Feral Audio. Go to feralaudio.com. They have all sorts of podcasts by me, Steve Agee, Duncan Trussell, um, Brody Stevens, I believe. Yeah. Chelsea Peretti. A whole bunch. Thanks a lot and uh, happy Thanksgiving. See you later. This is firefighter Raphael Poirette for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.